0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Daryl Morey, president of basketball operations, had a chance to talk to Anthony Gargano on 97.5 The Fanatic, shared a lot of things. We'll dive into it next. Some standout quotes and talking points from the conversation next, right here, Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com backslash locked on today to get started. What's poppin', D? How you
0: been, bro? Uh, man, doing all right. Hanging in there as we get to the middle of the week. It's going by fast already. Here we are on Wednesday. Uh, good to be here with you as always, folks. That is Keith Pompey from the Enquire, Enquire.com, Six is Beat Reporter. I'm Devon Givens from 97 Father Fanatic Philadelphia. Uh, and, hey, we uh, got a lot to talk about here, but first, we thank you so much for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Every day we are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keith, Daryl on with Anthony Gargano on my station. We'll talk about him. Some of the standout uh, things there that really piqued your interest in terms of what the President of Basketball Ops had to say to, uh, to Anthony. We'll also talk about James Harden following some of the things from the conversation with Maury to LA, where Bill Plasky, longtime uh, writer, columnist out there in Los Angeles, wrote a story about why the Clippers must go and get James Harden. And uh, we'll focus on that as we go along here on Locked On 76ers. And does this need to get done sooner rather than later? Well, Keith, uh, you heard uh, Daryl Morey on with Anthony on Tuesday. A lot of people were first time we've really heard from Daryl Morey since the hiring of Nick Nurse. So with that, it was a 30 plus minute conversation on the station discussing the state of the 76ers. And he he really did uh, get into a lot uh, of things, whether he answered them directly or not. Uh, At the very end, Keith, you did hear him say he wants to take some some questions from some of the angry Sixer fans. He's going to go in studio with Anthony, maybe next month. Uh, beware of what you ask for. Uh, but, uh, what are some of the things that really stood out to you in the conversation on, on the station?
1: I mean, the one thing that really stood out to me was that he basically doubled down or and, and, said, you know, it's one of those things where, and, and I'm going to read the quote, um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, if, if we don't get either a very good player or something we can turn into a very good player, then we will just not do it. You know, what, what they want to do is, you know, they want to get, you know, an all-star type player, or they want to get enough draft picks so we can turn those players and um, turn those picks, excuse me, into a player who can be a running mate with Joel Embiid, right? So, Basically, the thing that the biggest takeaway to me was, you know, he, he used this platform to stress that we're not going to just give up James to give him up. Now, you some people might look at that as just a ploy to 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 try to see if they can get what they want. And no one knows what they're going to settle for in the end. Some people, right? Some people may figure that. But to me, that that's the biggest thing, in my opinion, that stood out and the whole interview uh to, to start
0: that one the first thing for me was that he admitted that James Harden wants to be traded oh, okay It was the first time that we really heard anybody from the organization outside of Joel Embiid say that yeah I hope he changes his mind right and uh, yeah yeah and, and he he did say that and uh with it you know here we are and I agree with you that was the number one thing that was the first question of what's going on. So no surprise there. He's going to take his time. He's going to figure it out or, or otherwise James Harden is going to have to be here to start training camp. And that's just the bottom line uh, when it comes to that. And he elaborated on it. He said that they have a long standing relationship, but it seems like right now, as you mentioned on Tuesday's episode, that something's fractured there. And he also mentioned Keith, that it's it's, um, it's surrounding a contractual issue that he has. With the 76ers so it's only contractually uh, i guess he was not hearing what he wanted to hear from the 76ers and that's what he has his backup for uh, about being upset about wanting to be traded and not being here in philadelphia simply because of the contractual part of things not a surprise to us but darryl morey did admit to it
1: yeah and and like you know i get it he says only contract well basically is only contractually because you guys don't want to pay him what what he wants to get. Right.
0: I'm in agreement with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, as an that's, what the, that's what the problem is. Yeah, like yeah. If, if we're going to be real about it, you know, the guy wants to get paid uh for what he feels like he's valued. I mean, you know what he, what he feels like he's owed or, or his value is and they view his value as something completely different. And like, and like, 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 let's be honest. Like, you can look at it both ways. You can look at it like, okay, James, you're not the player that you used to be. But you can also look at it from James saying, like, well, maybe that's true. But I took my I took a pay hit or I opted out and took less last year. So y'all can, you know, get other players. So, you know, I look at it both ways. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, you know, that's where negotiations come in. And that's where. You have to be realistic sometimes, too. It's not like you weren't going to get paid. You just weren't going to get what you thought you were worth. They saw the regression, even with the 20 and 10 type of season, and felt like it wasn't necessary to do so, especially when you're not bidding against anybody else. So that was the one big thing uh, that stood out in the in the conversation. Uh, another one for me, it, it just going to the comment the day before on Monday where we discussed the whole Joel Embiid saga if you will about the comment he went back and said yeah Joel was just having fun and you know that's you know that's Joel and he wants to win he wants to win here so on and so forth and Anthony had to call him on and say listen I hear you however nobody wants to hear the fun stuff right there when it's with a serious topic that is the 76ers losing their franchise player and Daryl said you know what that's fair uh that is fair but initially it's like yeah just Joel being Joel but don't don't say that you you did exactly what he did and 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 that's where it had fans upset so it was there was i didn't think there was a reason yeah Joel said you know Joel being Joel that's all there Morey had to say and you know I, he probably shouldn't have said that and he he's focused on winning here again just like we talked about with Embiid he could have stopped that wanting to win in Philadelphia and not mentioned anywhere else so i appreciate it, Anthony standing on that where Daryl could have handled that better, where
1: it didn't even have to get to that part. Yeah, but D also I, I also think the whole thing is a little bit insulting too. Because like, I mean, you know, we're we're saying that's Joel being Joel, saying Joel like he's and like he said it in tongue in cheek and looked in the camera or whatever and then chuckled. No, he was asked a he was asked a question by a uh, a very reputable um media person at at like uh on stage on course, that, sure. just huh? an NBA, nba person yeah nba person but but you know i mean but the thing is this guy you know he does get in be, be, you know he, he maverick does, maverick carter does get interviews that a lot of people don't get mm-hmm. you know what i mean a lot of people go to him to tell his story you know what i mean they do so it, it's one of those things where it was on stage in front of an audience and it was taped so you know, the thing is, he said what he said. Um, a lot of people didn't like what he said. And and what happened, is, it came out that he was trolling. And that's insulting because everybody knows that Joel wasn't trolling, right? So you want to spew this narrative that he was. And it's like insulting because, you know, like, you know, I was born at night, but not last night. You know what I mean? One of those type of things. And it's, 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 it's kind of like switching the narrative. And like you said, it could have been like, you know what? Joel said that we're going to move forward. Joel wants to be here. He informed me that he wants to be here and then just leave it alone. But when you go ahead and you double down, like he's joking, it's kind of like, damn, Dad, you, you know, you lying about that. So what else you lying about Daryl? Like, you know what I'm saying? So to me, I, I just felt like when I heard that, it was like, come on, man. Like, And that's why I said, I was glad that he was called out on it. Because- yeah, exactly. Called out on it. But, but but the whole but even the fact that it was like even the fact that you I'm glad that he was called out but the whole thing was just in, 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 insulting yeah, because because yeah. like even if Joel like the fact that he was called out on Joel trolling but he wasn't trolling you know what I'm saying he just wasn't you know what I mean and like if he was trolling that's a joke that that, that that's a separate story too but i felt like to say he was trolling kind of like, was kind of like softened the blow or you got more people thinking about him trolling. It was just an excuse, a bad excuse. It was, it, it was. Definitely was.
0: Uh, when we get back, let's talk a little more about James Harden because it just wasn't just with Daryl Morey from that conversation yesterday. And just overall, again, as we mentioned, someone from the LA Times decided to write a story in a column and pointed out how the Clippers need to make this happen for their franchise. We'll get to it next as we break down what Bill Plasky had to say in the L.A. Times about James Harden and the Clippers, what it needs to happen and needs to happen when. We'll get it to it next right here at Locked On 76ers.
1: Let's talk about FanDuel, right? You know, I'm a big fan of FanDuel, you know. And- the the whole nine. You know, the thing about FanDuel is right now it's baseball time, right? So what do you do? You take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Man, you can't beat that, right? You can't beat that. That's 200 you can spend betting Everything from the money line to the over under to who will who you think is going to be the first going to have the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure and super easy to use. Plus, you can win. You can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. And visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks
0: for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And again, we appreciate you checking in and hanging out with us. Uh everydayers tomorrow on the show. We'll get into a little bit more about the summer sixers and where things are. Just too much turmoil with this basketball team, but we'll get into it a little more on our Thursday episode next, tomorrow. Everydayers, right here, locked on 76ers. All right, Keith. Uh Bill Plaskey wrote a piece in the LA Times. Uh, and he was basically this is the first time we've really heard from a, a local uh person speaking about the subject that we've at least seen and talking about how. This is something that the Clippers need to do, Keith. And it doesn't matter if it's Terrence Mann and Norman Powell that heads up a package because you know that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are not going to be a part of it. The Clippers need to make this happen. And uh, there were some interesting things in there. He referenced the conversation with Anthony and Daryl Morey in the piece. And he said uh, with them holding on and taking their time and doing whatever they're going to do to wait and get the right package, he said, don't listen to them. (laughs) <laughs> when it comes to Daryl Morey uh, because they too do not want to have to go into the started training camp with a disgruntled player that they've seen now that has a history of being disgruntled going into training camp and having this same disgruntled player going into the situation where he's not happy bringing that bad vibe into training camp into the locker room having it all around the team so they're going to also be motivated to get something done I uh, thought it was interesting though that someone pointed it out. He may not be the great fit, but he's the best fit for them for right now for both Leonard, George, and Ballmer as they get ready to not only get ready for the 23-24 campaign, but also looking ahead to the opening of their new arena in 2024 where he has some things about him that fits with what Los Angeles is probably going to need.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was a it was a good column, a great column. I mean, I like I'm a fan of Bill Plasky. I, I read him quite a bit um because I think he's one of the top uh columnists out there and and he's not afraid to to speak his mind. You know, and and what he says it makes a lot of sense because you look at this team and you look at uh you know, Kawhi, you look at PG, Paul George, the you know, and like James, they're all like on expiring deals, right? And so it could be one thing where, look, let's go after it. You need a point guard. I mean, you do have um, you, you do have Russell Westbrook right now, but, but you look at James and you can say, you know what? We're going to go all in. We're going to see what's going on. And the thing that the elephant in the room is Kawhi Leonard's help. You never know how many games he's going to play in. The same thing with PG, Paul George. He gets hurt a lot too. The thing about James is, is like, as, as Bill pointed out, like, you know, here's a guy that's desperate to show what type of impact he can make. Right. So I, I think it's right. Now the only thing about me that the only pause that I would have if I'm the Clippers is getting rid of Terrence man, because the the thing is if you don't win a championship and you want to blow this thing up, you know, you already got rid of Shea Gilders, Al- Alexander, right? So it's one of those things, if you get rid of Terrence Mann, who is kind of like in the Tyrese Maxi mode, meaning a guy who can could you have a very successful future, and you're like blowing everything up and you don't have him, then it's like, oh, you're really starting from scratch. You know what I mean? So you have to be 100% sure of, of what you're going to do, but again, Bill is right. If you're trying to win this chip, you gotta, you know, you gotta go all in, but that's the only thing part like Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, all those other guys. I understand that. But man, is to me, you gotta think long and hard on how much James is gonna help you. He's the he's the only young player that
0: really plays for them. Uh Bones Highland came in late, so we'll see what happens next season how much time he'll actually get. I'd imagine he would be in the rotation, but just simply saying, you know, that he's the only other young one, neither of them right now. Terrence Mann is very good too. I like him a lot also. I don't I don't know that they have the same impact where you would look at them similar to Tyrese Maxey's to to your point of Terrence Mann where yes, you want to keep your young player, but should they hold up? Should that hold up something like this? Now they have more of the advantage because the Sixers are the one that are the ones that are in the bind here where they don't have um, a lot of wiggle room with the james harden piece now they do have it over him that he has to play on the final year of his deal he can't do what he did in houston in my opinion but are they really going to let the terrence man piece of this thing hold up james Harden potentially uh selling the tickets and all that terrence Mann is not selling tickets he will be a part of the team but he's not selling tickets that's Kawhi leonard and paul george those two can't stay on the floor so this is this is something that again just reading that story reading that piece really piqued my interest because of the fact that this guy's plugged in Bill Paschke he knows a lot of people in Los Angeles sometimes when writers write you can put pressure on teams because of the now the 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 uh all of the kickback that's now coming the team's way they see it too And they're like, all right, now we might have to do something because we're starting to get a lot of unnecessary attention that we don't want as to why we're doing this. I don't know if it's going to help negotiations. That's probably not the case. But to to the point of the story, I personally don't think you can let, while you try your hardest to keep Terrence Mann in the building, it shouldn't be one that's holding up a deal because he's not one that's going to be a future star in this league. As much as I like him, that should hold up a deal.
1: Yeah, you got a good point. It's just, it, again, it's how much you want this. Thing. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? It's how much you want this. Right. I and mean, You know, it's how much you want that, you know? But then I wonder if, like, some, you know, it's just how much you want it, you know? It's how much. And, like, if I'm James, you know, this could be, in his eyes, it could be what he thought he was getting into with um, the Brooklyn Nets. You know what I mean? and and i think that although he is a scorer he likes being a scorer when he went to brooklyn he was he was cool with being the point guard because he had two other scorers with him in philly you know the talent level the two other stars the other stars like the two stars on you got joel yes the mvp but when we talk about collectively he didn't have the he didn't duo, have another like,
0: all-star another third all-star. Yeah, he
1: didn't have another third all-star, another third future hall of famer. But when you go to the Clippers, you have another third all-star. I don't know if PG is quite a hall of famer, but he is a perennial. If yes. you think so? Yeah. Okay. So, but but you do have at least a perennial NBA NBA type dude, you know what I mean? percent So, I can see him taking a not a backseat, but leading it, running the show. You know what yeah.
0: I mean? the crazy part about that is he talks about how he wants basketball freedom. Where's basketball freedom there? The other two
1: guys have the ball too. Uh, basketball freedom might be getting out of Philly. <laughs> Fair answer. <laughs> the only, that's the only basketball freedom you're going to get,
0: bro. Yeah. yeah, so that's why this whole thing is wild, and that's why we need to continue this on the other side because, Keith, While Daryl Morey says this could take very long, and we saw it with the Ben Simmons side of things, should it take long? Because this thing needs to probably be done sooner rather than later. Smartly, but sooner rather than later. We'll tap into it next. Final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Mm -hmm. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers, Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens here with you as we speak about Daryl Morey, James Harden, the whole thing here. And let's keep going with the James Harden side of things, Keith, because while we get ready for – look, we're already in, in July. Of course, things don't start until the end of September, early October. When it comes to media day and training camp following, immediately following, you don't want this to just simply drag on. Now, one other point that we uh failed to mention in the first segment with the Daryl Morey piece which is important right here is Morey alluding to the fact that joking about the five centers people complaining that they haven't had a backup big man now they have many who can play multi-positional uh uh, minutes out there at the four and the five behind Embiid Harris etc but he also mentioned that If you're going to worry about the roster, don't worry about the roster in July. Worry about it if you're not paying attention throughout the season, like some Sixer fans say they aren't. Worry about it in spring when it's playoff time. With that, you still need to get something done where this doesn't, again, have a negative uh, approach and a negative effect hanging over the
1: team and the organization as things get started in the fall. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, but you know what? That's kind of sort of like, you can look at it two ways. You can give them the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, he's working on something. He's going to get something done. And our the plan is the roster isn't going to look, the roster isn't going to, uh it's going to look a whole lot better. So we got something, there's a move that's going to be made. Right. But then you can also look at it like, okay, here we go again. A couple of years ago in Brett Brown's last year, they kept saying, oh, don't worry about it. This team is built for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This team is built for the playoffs. And they kept saying it. And then everybody was like, uh oh, where well, the playoffs are here. What we going to do? What y'all going to do? So to me, like, again, give them you give him the benefit of the doubt. And he's right. And, you know, you you, you don't see a team that has this many. Centers on it, but at the same time, he also made a point to say that um, you know Philip P- Petsovich, um is was a power forward and overseas, right? So, like to me, like I get it and I understand what Daryl's saying, but at the same time, it's kind of like when he said that it, it it made me think back to that one year when everybody was upset because the Sixers were struggling. And they weren't doing right. And people were like, what's going on? And they kept saying, don't worry. This team is built for the playoffs. So that's, that's what I have to say about that one.
0: Yeah. No. I, I mean, listen, honestly, I don't have much to add to that one because I, I pretty much agree with what you uh, just laid out there, what you had to say uh, about that. But I, I do think it's something that, yes, his history does say that he will take his time. But it's something that you just don't want to have hovering over the offseason. Hasn't been a great one. Like we talked about before, it doesn't have to be a blockbuster deal. You just want to make sure that while you have your chemistry, your camaraderie, you have good things hanging over. While they didn't win the championship and they had a disappointing exit once again in the second round, everything we talk about is negative about this team at this point. And it shouldn't be. And uh, one of the things that you want to go into your training camp is, while Nick nurse is a new look is a new feel about this team you you want to make sure you have that overall not something that Nick nurse and the rest of his teammates have to answer for and about James Harden when you get to training camp all right that'll do it for us here on this episode we thank everybody again for making locked on 76 ers your first listen every day every day is tomorrow on the show we'll dive in once again on the summer Sixers Hopefully it's not something bad that we have to talk about with this basketball team. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they could find us?
1: Yeah, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast at. And this podcast is free and available. You can also find us on YouTube on our locked on 76ers YouTube channel. Unfortunately, you won't be able to see me because my computer isn't really working the way it should be, but we'll get that adjusted one day. But anyway, so here's the deal. Um, when you, when you log on to this podcast and you come on there, what you do is make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. By clicking on the Liberty Bell, you will become a new subscriber, right? In addition to that, you will get notifications whenever a new podcast drops, right? Secondly, what you need to do is tonight, tonight, you need to listen to my man D on, on 97.5 FM right you can also on the divine given show from 6 to 10 p.m. and in addition to listening to them on the radio you can also go to 975thefanatic.com on your on your on your computer and you can click on to the listen live thing from 6 to 10 and you can listen to my man there too also the last thing i want y'all to do is is follow D on twitter right at Devon G975. Right? 975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my articles on inquire.com, which is the Philadelphia Inquirer.
0: All right. Keith, thanks so much as always, man. Hang in there. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks.
1: Peace, D.